Hi, my name's David. Uh, when Patrick asked me to speak, you know, he texted me like a month ago uh, and asked if I can preach this week. And the way he said it, he was like, oh, he, he's out of town. And everybody who can preach is out of town too, so can you preach? I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> I'm the last, right? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm here because I love this church. Uh, I feel it as home if I come here. Uh, so uh, should, should we read the, no, never mind. Okay, the, we are in a series called uh, Iconic where we are studying many statements that starts with I am. And this I am is a self-explanatory statement, even in the Old Testament, uh, showing who God is. And that he alone is Alpha and Omega of everything. And the, the statement itself of I am is enough to portray who God is. And, in, and Jesus in the Old New Testament also uses the phrase I am. And we already uh, went through many, including I am the light of the world. Uh, I am the resurrection, shepherd, away, bread, and so forth. Uh, but these statements, it's not just telling his people who Jesus is. But at the same time, it shows the relationship between Jesus and his people. And he's not just saying I am the way to say he is the way but to show the way. He's not just saying, I am the bread of life, to say he is, but how he is the bread of life for us, an essential part of our life as what we will consider bread, food, and so on. I don't know how many, is, is any singles in the house today? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, for singles here, when someone you like says, I'm free, one is not just saying, I have a lot of time, but I would like to spend time with you, right? Uh, or they will just say, I'm busy. If you don't understand that, uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> uh, Jesus presents himself in a different manner so that we can relate to him and have actually have a relationship. And as we get older, the spectrum of the people we meet might get lessened. But there are people whom I, I want to learn from. I really want to connect and meet a couple of famous people that has influenced me in the past. So I emailed them saying, hey, can, I, can you meet me? I'll buy you anything you want, like as in food, not anything. <laughs> and why did I do that? It's because I want to connect and learn from them. And these were pretty famous people, and they were not persuaded by uh, expensive food. So I will try again when I have more money and influence later, but I have failed for now. However, Jesus continues to try to connect his people in a different capacity. He is out on the street meeting people. He is preaching to the people. He is sharing meals. And he counsels them and more. And when Jesus is saying, I am divine, it is ultimate sign to us that he wants to connect and connect to us. And he gives the reason for that in the chapter bef before. In John chapter 14, it says, if you love me, keep my commands. And he says, when he is gone, he will give another advocate, the Holy Spirit, so that it is foreshadowing his death, but promising that he will never leave us as an orphan. And through this Holy Spirit, I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And this Holy Spirit will keep us in the relationship. So when Jesus is saying, if you love me, keep my commands. It is saying, uh, you will be able to love and keep my commands if you are in union with me through the Holy Spirit. 
And why do we need this union to love Jesus and to keep his commands? You can see that clearly in Calvin's Institute, uh, book 2, chapter 1, it says, If we are all sinners, if we are destitute of true righteousness, if we are unable to conceive any pious thought, far less form any plan of action, unless we have renewed by the grace of the Holy Spirit, what can we do but look to God's mercy alone? Confessing that all the good that is in us come from him. So Calvin is saying we are sinners incapable of doing anything good on our own. And even the smallest good that come out of us is from God. And this loving Christ and keeping commands and the work of Holy Spirit who kept all of this together in one by connecting us to God. But how does this work? And that is explained in the passage uh, today. John chapter 15, where it begins with, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And this showing, this is showing how exactly loving Christ, keeping his commands, and the word of Holy Spirit all come to union. And this shows that only through the true vine and its connection to it is the way of union. And Father, the, the God, the gardener, does connect us, the branches, to the true vine. And why does she just use a metaphor like this using the vine and the branches? In horticulture, this often happens, actually, where one plant is grafted onto one another. How do you do this? You cut open, open the, uh, the donor plant, and you put into the cut receiving branch, and you tape it up. And re- it receives the nutrition that is needed to revive. Uh, if you don't get that, uh, what is the most important thing in your possession today? I think it's our cell, cell phone, right? Uh, it now carries the infinite information about the world, and we can acquire through it. I mean, talk about everything, right? Finances, credit cards, keys, pictures, books, you name it. It's there. You know, I can't live without my iPhone. I mean, <laughs> iPhone. I mean, wife. Um, I mean, it is the way of connecting to the world. But we have to remember, all the connecting is possible due, due to the, the power that is provided through the electricity. And without electricity, we would be lost. And when I was in England... Uh, there was this fuss about, uh, you know, a place in Scotland where the scene from Skyfall, you know, the famous scene uh, from Skyfall where, you know, the James Bond is standing with Judy Dench in this Scotland uh, out of nowhere, right? And uh, I wanted to visit there. And guy, this guy who went before me was cautioning me to do a couple things before. And he said, make sure to have your Google map on 30 minutes before because it's a region where there is no reception and if you don't, if you have it on the Google Map, without reception, you'll still be connected to satellite, and satellite would pick it up, uh, even though I don't have reception. And I did exactly as he said. And while I was going there, the reception was gone, and we are sorely relying on Google Map and satellite, and it was the scariest thing ever. Uh, we were going into a place where there was no car for an hour, and into this one-way street without payment. And you can literally see the cliff in the side of your eyes. I was thinking, if in any way my phone dies, that I'll die there as well. And I remember the passage from the Bible. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I need mo- my phone charged. 
And exactly like this, we are in this world where we need a connection that will not only guide us, but it will empower us. And this line and the connection to it is the unlimited ultimate source of what this union will provide to us. And this is why Jesus emphasized many times in this chapter the importance of this union. Verse 4 says, remain in me, I also in you. And no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, it says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, apart from me, it says, you can do nothing. Nothing. Verse 7, if you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So the key is remaining in Jesus, the vine, the true vine. Unless it remains in him, it is not possible for anyone to bear fruit or do anything. And it is pointing out some of the misconceptions of life we live, and we will quickly go through couple of misconceptions. First is problem of thinking that we are able to produce fruit or good work on our own. You know, the problem of us today is that we do understand through Christ and his work on the cross, the salvation is from grace and grace only. So we do understand that apart from grace, we have no salvation. But we limit God's grace through only salvation. And that is the problem for the church today. Is we say, oh, now I'm saved through God. Rest is up to me. And Apostle Paul in Galatians 3, 3 says, Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? It is saying everything starts with spirit and it will be finished by spirit. And a lot of the theologians and reformers believe that all actions which done according to God's commandment, motivated by faith in Christ, and done for the glory of God. And furthermore, they believe that good works were the fruit of the genuine faith, that they were necessary for Christian life as an evidence of a person's salvation. Good works were not seen as a way of earning salvation, but rather as an important aspect of the Christian life that demonstrated the presence of true faith. So this work, keeping commandments, are the extension of salvation we have in Christ, and this salvation has brought about us being a branch that is connected to the true vine, the Christ. So our good work is also provided, like salvation, through our connection to Christ. People often got this wrong in the history as well. Uh, this famous theologian and historian, uh, famous mind, Erasmus, in the 1500s said, the Christ is an example for us that we need to imitate. Christ sets an example for us to follow. So the focus that it is that we need to imitate Christ, it sounds right, but it's fundamentally wrong and different. Even the following or imitating Christ is something we can do but it's only be done through our connection to Christ. What we have to understand is that even the little part of that makes us good work, do good work, out of us is the work of Christ in us. Second mistake we, uh, you know, make uh, is that we think that the fruit that we bear through connection to Christ 
It's good work. But it's not. It's a life. You know, some of us uh, mistakenly take the bearing of fruit as having a, you know, or doing a good work. That good work is through my good action. But the scripture we read, no, we didn't read, but the scripture, you know, we were supposed to read, it says not. We forget that we are not able to produce good work outside of Christ and his spirit. But you might ask, oh, isn't that too extreme? You know, I sometimes do good work, uh, you know, good action here and there. I helped out with the poor man, you know, in the, uh, in the subway. Yeah, I smiled at the, my doorman today, uh, this morning. I said, hi, first. So isn't that a good work? Um, you know, I ex- forgave someone who has done me wrong. And I'm sure in your life, too, you did something right, some good work in, uh, throughout your life this week. Uh, but the book of Romans talk about the state of men who are born with sinful nature that are unable to do anything good on their own. Because sin has affected every aspect of human nature, mind, soul, will, emotion, and etc. So if any good works come out of a person, it's ultimately a result of God's grace and the work of Holy Spirit in our lives, not on merit. And when we talk about grace, we don't start with grace, but we start out with sin and its effect on our life. And Calvin calls this total depravity. In book 213, in in his institute, he says, In short, man, with all his faculties, whatever, is plunged into destruction and is, as it were, lost until he comes to knowledge of true God and thereby the knowledge of himself. So when we are connected, it's not about doing good, but we are receiving something from God. It's not to do good, but we are receiving something so grand that we are able to do something with God's power in us. That once we are connected uh, connected to God, like the Romans said, we're not dead anymore through sin, but it is resuscitating us. Um, today's a Mother's Day, right? Happy Mother to Mother here today, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, Mother's Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Um, it's like a bond between parents and a child. Uh, they would give everything for the child, even their life. And I have been the recipient of that love that my parents consistently care for my needs. Uh, it says in Matthew 7, 9, 12, it says, Which of you, if you son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to... Uh, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, so what about the people who are with him? We also these, uh, see in the parable of prodigal son where the son is disconnected from his father for a while. And son left the father with his inheritance and he squandered his wealth and he says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servant have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. This is really a key point. I'm starving to what? Death. The realize that the true price was not in the inheritance, but the father himself. 
he reconnects with him, and everything is restored. And the other son who was faithful was pissed that the prodigal younger son, who is his brother, is welcomed back again. And the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. And this is the key. We had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. And what is he saying? He's saying, he's saying the connection that we have with Christ, the Father, is not about doing good works, but it's ultimately providing a life. And this connection from that is death. That's why they were celebrating. That's why it was a celebration. And this is the importance of our connection that produces not only good work, fruit, but life in Christ. And that is why the today's passage is saying, I am divine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. What is he saying? If you're not connected to me, you're nothing. Withers is basically saying it will be dead. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and be burned. Without being with the vine, that we can't produce anything good and will be thrown away. Then how do we produce fruit? Uh, And what is fruit? In the beginning, we said fruit is connected with his commandment. And Jesus says in uh, verse 12, My commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay one's life for the one friend. And what is he saying is that it just as Christ opened up his body on the cross so that on the tree of the cross that we are able to be his branches. And just like he opened up his wounds so that we are no longer sinners, that we are able to connect with him, which makes abide in him. And just like that through Jesus, as an instrument, we have to open up so that, you know, what Jesus is giving to us may transfer to those around us. So as we said, when we are connected to Christ, we live life and we open up ourselves so that we may be the connection from Christ to whomever is near us. And that is keeping his commands and loving his people. And Patrick and I always say, you know, our church is organic. You know, we want organic. And what does organic mean? Uh, Striving for organic relations. That is, you know, we talk about that all the time. And it, and it is that it's out of love that we have received through Christ that we try to connect to different people around here. You know, we're not trying to say, oh, you got to connect with me, a small group, join a small group now. You know, it's not like that, right? What we are trying to say is it is out of love for Christ who is connected to us that continually provides life and whatever we need that we are able to share what he has given to us by trying to connect with people who are in need of that. A couple weeks ago, I was here. uh, Last month, I was uh, away uh, in my friend's church. He was sick, so I was preaching for a month there. But uh, before that, I was here, and I was not feeling too good. I was not in a good mood because I was coming off a three-day fast, and it was the last day. 
And I didn't like anything. I didn't like the sermon that day. I didn't like people saying hi to me because I was just hungry. I was just ready to go home and eat. Uh, but, you know, like something inside me said, you know, what's the point of fasting if you're, not, if you're refusing to serve God? So, you know, I dragged myself up the stage, helped out with the cleaning. I wasn't happy, uh, but I did it. And one of the guys, I don't know, I don't know, but probably, he probably thought I was stressed out or something. He asked me how I am doing. And I was like, you know, like superficially, I was like, I'm doing good. <laughs> Don't talk to me anymore. You know? uh, but he said, and he said, oh, you know, during the week, uh, would you like to go out for a coffee? And I was really, really, I mean, that really made my day, you know. Actually, the food afterwards made me my day. But, you know, just him going out, out of the way and just seeing how I was feeling probably asked me, Oh, you know, would you like to grab a coffee? Of, th- of course, he didn't follow, but that's okay. It made my day anyway. <laughs> it really made my day. Uh, and it is obvious in our life, too. When you're with negative people, right, it feeds into us. When we are with people who are good influencers, we feed off that, too. But at the same time, if we are able to see what Christ has done in our life and share that grace, we're able to work as an instrument of love that is talked about before True Vine in chapter 14. I went out with a friend, a mentor of mine, a few weeks ago, and I love hanging around with that guy and his family because of the manner in which he is able to give me a vibe that is so refreshing. And I learned so much by just hanging around with him. And when I come home after meeting the guy and his wife, two things come to my mind. First, that I'm thankful for him and his family in my life, but it does not end there. I want to also become someone out there like him in my life. So when I receive love, you know, and receive advice, receive fun time, uh, food, or whatever that may be, I just don't keep it to myself, but I get the urge to do the same for the people around me. With all Christ is giving us to the being divine, that provide us with life and more. We are abandoned people with whom we have so much to share. When I look at my life, through grace of God and his spirit, I'm able to give to people much more than I have. And I am refilled through this connection to Christ that we have in us. And I have read in this this writing, the branches that are uh, disconnected and separated that might look dead, but if it's reconnected and they do this taping on it, it revives again. And through COVID or whatever it may be, the, there are people and branches waiting to be connected, not only to us, to Christ again. And hopefully we can be able to connect and share what we have been receiving. And in conclusion, I pray that you know, my, may God nourish us daily with his union and may God nourish different people around us through his union and our union with them. Let us pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this message, uh, this series called I Am, where you are not just describing yourself, but your relationship with us that you are providing and trying to reconnect us to you. And we thank you for that. As we listen to the message today, may you give us the spirit but that will reunite with you. Not only that, give us a power and strength to 
do what you have done for us, opening up your wounds so that we may have a relationship, so that we, we may receive more from you. And may we open our, ourselves to the people around us so that we will connect us to you. I pray all this in the name of Christ. Amen.